2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by the dad of the new... Uh, world 1500 meter champion Jake whiteman Jeff was commentating he 's yeah. also jake 's coach, so it took some great self- control to concentrate it's on his job one of his... the stories of the year though yeah it was brilliant mm-hmm. brilliant stuff from Jeff, so we caught up with him uh, Rob orton, comedian Leeds fan popped in and saw us as well. we had a bit of a chat you yes. got involved you know mm-hmm. the drill by now here it
4: all is <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. afternoon, Paul. And uh, what a great moment it was when the Beckhams ran into S- Sarah Ferguson on holiday. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been great if Fergie had taken her shoe off and flung it across the restaurant and hit David in the head? Yeah. What about that? <laughs> Would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Unlikely, but interesting. <laughs> it's good. Like a <laughs> phoenix from the flames with a different Ferguson. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, um, of course, you know, I don't know. This heat's not supposed to be very good for your health, I don't know about that, but England's one-day setup isn't doing a lot for me, no. honestly. How have we gone from heroes to zeros in such quick time? It's quite amazing, isn't it? It's the absolute opposite of the test team. The new coach comes in and suddenly we look brilliant. Here, the new coach comes in and we don't look too good. All hasn't been helped team. by
1: the fact that it's four tosses he's lost. They're going to have to work. I'm blaming Matthew Mark. <laughs> they're going to have to do something about it, not I just they? thought it
4: was such a strange approach yesterday when Roy well, it was Birst, hard to, were, it
1: was hard to, f- you know, field in those conditions It yesterday.
4: was, but they, you know, just the way that normally England, Owen Morgan said, normally England would sort of try and get ahead of the rate knowing that it's hard to score late there. And they just didn't do that. It was yeah. quite strange. They just didn't batting with any confidence. I mean, they have lost a lot of um, yeah, kind of one fast bowlers hmm. and that does make a difference. But, you know, and it was so hot yesterday, I went to go, I thought I said to the wife, let's, let's go to the cinema. It's the only place I could think of that was air-conditioned. <laughs> yeah. So there was nothing on that we wanted to see, so I went and saw the railway children. Oh, OK. I don't know. Two and a half hours of air-conditioned bliss. Five stars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were humming the air conditioning as we left the uh, cinema. So, what, g- give us a pot because it, it's a very new film. You're know, like Mark yeah, Kermode at the moment well, with your, yeah, your big reviews. It's,
4: it's quite sweet. You know, it's just basically, it's the same story, isn't it? I never saw the Is original. Isn't it updated? Well, I think so. it's, a, it's the Second one. War. they incorporated
1: War. a bit of a Fast and Furious feel to it? No, isn't no, no, jo- it? So. I'm only joking. <laughs> it's
4: quite a traditional. <laughs> is
1: sort Vin of Diesel
4: film. not in it? No, he wasn't in it. And I love <laughs> old diesel trains.
1: Prefer steam engines, don't uh, it it's was, Pete it,
4: Waterman innit? No, it was quite a sweet film. You yeah, know, that's it. You know what? Did Talking you have an ice cream? No, uh, yeah, no. Oh, I okay, didn't. I had a drink. Popcorn?
1: No. Oh, okay, fair enough.
4: <laughs> Talking of films, I was reading a piece in the Times Diary on uh, Tuesday. Did you know that Derek Pringle? was an extra in chariots of fire yes i did, that, did you? yes i did That's good. yeah I, mean, I never knew that it was it i've heard pring comes on would we'll ask him i've heard it before yeah really yeah what he was just was one it? of the runners wasn't he was he? Yeah, I think bit so. Bit yeah, tall, I think that was his wasn't he? role. That's right. Was yeah. he very tall in the race? I suppose so. I've got... I can gauge how old I'm getting by the Danielle Lloyd Index. Ah, oh, is that what they use these days? Well, all those years... I do. Because all those years ago, when she was in Big Brother, there was all that problems with Jade Goody and everything, and she tried to defend herself. Yeah. And the way she defended herself from these accusations of racism was, she said, I'm only 23, which I thought was oh. a quite a sort of poor excuse, because at 23, you should know the difference between right and wrong. Okay. But now, I see in the paper... She She's advising uh, Colleen Rooney on what to do about Wayne going to America, and it said, "I'm only 38." (laughs) She's 38 now. Oh right. Okay. That's how long you've been doing that for, Andy? (laughs) Fifteen years. Fifteen years. So on the Daniel Lloyd Index, I'm definitely getting older. Yeah, you said. Well, 15 (laughs) years older. Using the rough mathematics. Congratulations to David Rush, 37. Yeah, I saw this, David. Yes, who caught, uh, who gained a world record by uh, catching in a bun, a hot dog thrown 167 feet. Uh, five inches. Oh, I thought he threw it. I didn't realize he caught it because my idea was that Joey Chestnut should be at the other end catching. Them. No, someone threw <laughs> yeah. a hot dog. Yeah, right, 167 feet and away, and he caught it. He's holding a bun,
1: so he didn't just catch it in his hand. Oh, caught it in a bun. Caught it in a bun. I'd like to think with his left what hand, put mustard seven. and tomato ketchup on with the right hand straight away, and then served <laughs> it to somebody. All within the time. So now, I, that's. I was thinking about. That's an odd world record. Isn't it is it? an odd world
4: record. I was thinking of Joey Chestnut. This is not
1: another it. event I'm going to have to go to. You're going to have to. To go to Boise, Idaho, now and go and watch
4: that where it happened. Because in Bake Off the Professionals, oh, yeah. do you know what an illusion cake is? Do you know what that is? Not really, handy. Well, an no. illusion cake is something that looks like something savory. Like, oh, yes. Like a hot dog or a hand, but it's basically a cake. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they had to make 24 hot dog illusion cakes. And I was just thinking it'd be great if Joey Chestnut was there. He had to demolish two trays of these in 10 minutes.
1: Have you not watched Is It Cake Yet? Andy on, on Netflix. No, you'd love it if you're a big fan of illusion cakes, you'd absolutely <laughs> love it. That's all it is, effectively. Is it cake? It's sensational. <laughs> no, you and the missus would love it. Oh, okay. Get the air conditioner on, don't go and see the Railway Children <laughs> 3.
4: Just watch that <laughs> instead,
1: you'll, you'll definitely love
4: it. Honestly, Henrik Stenson's really got my goat this one. fancy giving up the Ryder Cup captaincy for money when you've actually got career earnings of 32 million. Yeah Plus you can probably Add another 50% With you know endorsement. How much money Do you need mate I mean what a, That's a great honour To be the, the captain Of Europe In the Ryder Cup And you're going to Give that why, When do want you Join the Live Tour Next year Yeah oh, These people honestly and, uh, Ian so Baker poor. Finch Has
1: got to the nub Of this I think The old 91 Open champion Who's game yeah. went A bit haywire After I remember, that yeah um, he was talking about uh, Cam Smith because they want to put together, Greg Norman wants to put together a kind of uh, super Australian side for Live Golf. And it looks like Is he? he might get the opportunity, but um, uh, Ian Baker Finch fellow, he, said it's his decision. He'll be a $100 million uh, dollar guy or more if he went. Does he want more majors or does he want the money? And that's the question, isn't it? Do you want the, the majors? The sad thing is, for those that win the majors in the future, mm. there'll always be a little asterisk there. Well, because, they, yeah, they, they won the Open, but X wasn't there and X yeah, wasn't yeah. there and X wasn't there. And it will never... So it kind of devalues kind of yeah, both competitions, It's there's, really. there's winning
4: majors and there's being the captain of Europe in the Ryder Cup is a pretty special thing in golf. I find that amazing that he'd give it up for money. But there you go, that's yeah. what he do. Well, he certainly did. It's interesting to see that Ian Baker Finch against the idea
1: of Live Golf, very much for Live Golf. Donald Trump, what a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donald um, said all those golfers that remain loyal to the PGA will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with uh, Live comes. He is right about that, though. There will have to be a merger. Mm. There will have to be a little sit-down... Um, because, you know, I think you could probably argue at the moment the most powerful man in world golf is Greg Norman. People don't want yeah. to hear that. No. But you do sense that. Talking to Bob Bubka yesterday he mm-hmm. was in the building, uh, you know, it, it, I think he's obviously concerned about the future of the game, a game he loves and has reported on for, yeah. for decades. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Not
1: so, um, I think we've seen this story about uh, Alan St We, I think potentially you got stories along these lines. Eddie Howes, he's going to lay down the law. Is to Anna St. who keeps leaving his supercar right outside the front door to the training ground. Yeah, Despite a no parking sign, the Maverick winger, we're told, is a repeat offender. It's, so poor. it's a real how many more times, sometimes in life you work that's with a real someone. You think. Thing, that what is not getting through to you there's that big no part it does it does mean you as well entitlement Alan.
4: it doesn't you know basically I can park wherever I like this applies to other people
1: do you know what he's got to set up
4: Eddie uh,
1: how clamping services you know one of those yeah. private clamping Finding's services no
4: point that's it get out there and clamp it very good idea get out that's there and get perfect. your out
1: Eddie go and get your outfit and they sell them on eBay don't they see if we can find you a clamp on eBay over the next two and a bit hours. all
4: four tyres Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm recommending
1: okay um, let's have a look eBay car clamp see we Can uh, see what sort of money, but I mean, Eddie can afford it, I'm sure. But uh, car wheel clamps for sale, sugar in his petrol tank. Let's have a look. and get some cheap ones for 26 quid, but I'm sure they can afford more than that. Oh, this is a good one. This is what we know, oh, actually, very good one. The Maypole Universal, beautiful. Yeah, I'm concerned. Just make sure you scratch the alloys up as well on Alan's, <laughs> on Alan's car. Let's definitely do yeah, yeah. 30 quid, you're getting pretty serious. You can but that's yeah. So quite cheap. Have a whip round. That's it. cheap. The boys it. in the dressing room have a whip round. A couple of quid each, and uh, let's get a wheel clamp and get that sorted I think Eddie out. But it can does lead,
4: 30 quid. It
1: does lead us on <laughs> to your. How many more time stories? If there was someone who was a repeat offender in your life, and they never quite got the hang of it, or maybe it was you. Uh, much to your own disgust.
3: Let us know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
4: Chelsea's transfer scouting department just received a lovely <clears> thank <throat> you gift from <clears> throat> Barcelona. Throat> They a basket of fruit. Or doing all their work for them oh, yeah. <laughs> this season. <laughs> Tremendous.
1: Well, he didn't need a lot of scouting, though, did he? Um, <laughs> it's not
4: just him. I mean, um,
1: him. Um, now, Andy, I've looked at the the. Went, you went to the Chiswick Cinema yesterday. Lovely uh, new theatre, and mm. you went and saw the Railway Children return. Yes. Other films. I thought I'd have a look at. Oh yeah, that's right. The only place you could get into me air, air conditioning <laughs> yesterday I was go and see a film in the afternoon. These were the other films you could have gone and seen: Minions, The Rise of Groot. Yes, I don't. Know, I'm, I'm not. Familiar with the franchise, so I thought seeing the sequel would be bad. Despicable Me, it could have been. I mean, you, you've got Gru about you sometimes, I'd say. What about Thor, Love and Thunder? <laughs> Not good think? for Sue, really. Though. No, okay, no, fair
4: enough. Like Top Gun <laughs> Maverick, you didn't fancy a bit of Top Gun Maverick? I've heard that's very good, but uh, no, I didn't fancy it. Really. No,
1: um, Elvis, you've seen Elvis. Seen Elvis very Baz good. Baz Luhrmann film, yeah. good. Very recommend good. It? well, we we'll recommend that. Okay,
4: yeah,
1: definitely. <coughs> and The Grey Man, Ryan Gosling's new film. About Eddie Gray from uh, Leeds in <laughs> Scotland. wingless not, of course.
4: You have anything about Rex a minute, and that's the wrong Ryan. That's with the wrong Ryan. That's the it? wrong
1: Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, McEnroe you've seen because we watched it when we had a chat with John McEnroe So I can see why yeah. you made the choices. You yes, did, I did, like, yeah. Top Gun maybe, but a
4: an it was you know, a sweet enough film.
1: Like uh, could you please are. ask my 12-year-old stepson to bring the plates, bowls and cups down to the kitchen, please? Come on, bring the plates, <laughs> bowls and cups down to the kitchen, please. Three years I've been asking him to do it, says James from Brighton. <laughs> Alan St Maxime, and Eddie Howe, he's putting things into perspective three for him. Three years? Yeah, three years waiting for him to bring by them down. by that down.
4: point I'd have gone and got them myself, really. It's kids, this is an
1: opportunity for parents to so have got their kids. Graham says, my 13-year-old son is a repeat offender of not washing up his dishes, not making his bed. It's only a duvet. You can see he screamed that a few times. <laughs> not picking up his clothes, towels, etc. off the floor and repeatedly not listening to a word myself and his mum says. God. His name is Austin. Please shame him publicly. Austin, <laughs> Austin. pull your finger out,
5: mate.
1: <laughs> Don't become Alan St Maximum and start parking out right outside the front <laughs> gates. So, uh, how many more times, mm. moments, we're, we're quite happy to do that and put people mm. uh, in, the, uh, in the virtual stocks. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And we awoke this morning, most of us, apart from those that stayed up uh, overnight to watch it, to uh, a new 1,500 metre gold medalist in the World Championship. A Sensational run by uh, Jake Whiteman. And adding to the drama was the fact that his dad, Jeff, uh, was commentating... In the stadium Amazing. at the time. You've probably seen the footage already today that's gone viral. He's not gone to bed yet, uh, so we've caught him before he does. Uh, Jeff joins us now. Hi, Jeff. Hello. H- how are you feeling now? Has it all sunk in yet?
5: It, well, it's funny. I mean, you, you, you just said the new world champion. That's only about the second time I've heard that. So <laughs> it's still very novel and a bit, uh, a bit strange, yeah.
4: I mean, you're uh, Jake's coach, so you obviously had high hopes for him. Did you think he could win or did you think he would win?
5: um actually i we talked yesterday about everybody was saying oh he's got a good chance of a bronze medal and i was thinking well actually he's in really really good nick you know he, he's come to a, a a really fine peak for this championship in terms of his racing his strength his speed and how many times does that ever happen and coincide with a major championship and if it just required taking a little bit of a risk you know just over committing maybe at a certain point in the race then if you didn't do it, you'd always regret it. You, you run to win, and he's always run to win. It, Tokyo last year at the Olympics, he tried to cover a break and he crashed and burned and he finished 10th. So it was quite brave to sort of try and do that again. But he, he's a stronger athlete than he was a year ago. And I I actually probably was the most optimistic of, of anybody I know for his chances. But but still, it's, it's, strange. it's one thing talking about it. It's another thing doing it. And he, he ran a great race.
1: When did you think, Jeff, that, that he got it in the race? Because the, the Kenyans were on his tail. Uh, Ingebrigtsen was obviously right up there with him. Was there a point where you thought, you know, I think he's nailed this?
5: Well, Ingebrigtsen is very, very good at holding people off. Everybody thinks he's just sort of chugging along on the final lap or two, but nobody can get by him. And, and that's how it looked with 250 metres to go. Jake got onto his shoulder, and I thought he's not going to let him by. And then suddenly Jake was a stride and a half clear, and I thought he doesn't often lose races from that sort of position. If he comes into the straight in front, it's a better than 50-50 chance that he's going to win. So that was the point where I was thinking in terms of him winning it, but I still had a race to call. So you've got to work out mm. who's the silver medalist, who's the bronze medalist, whether it's a quick time, um, get the crowd going as well. So, uh, you know, I was watching it like, Sort of half professionally and half personally, it must have been so difficult.
4: Yeah, he did very well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I had a look at Jake's Instagram and it really details his training journey through the winter. And what an athlete actually has to go through to get to this position,
5: yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, we've done more mileage, that was one of the upshots of his performance in Tokyo to to build more strength. Um, it's not his favorite time of year, he hates cross country. Um, you know, he's put in a lot of work, not just over the last uh, 12 months, but over the last 12 years, really. Uh, and he's had his ups and downs. But it, it, this is he's 28 now, uh, and those are pretty much peak years for a middle distance runner. And I'm just so glad that he took the opportunity to see something like this when it was presented to him because it, it was a bit unexpected, which makes it all the sweeter, really.
1: Uh, you did say, uh, just as uh, he headed for the line, running, it's coming home, um, which may have been <laughs> lost on some of the spectators. In the, I mean, literally, for the, fir- for the first time, it's got nothing to do with three lions. It, it's basically, it is, it's coming, no. it's coming to your home.
5: <laughs> well, I, I think what I meant to say is miling. I mean, the Americans think they're very big on miling, but if you go back to Bannister and even before that, to, to runners 100 years ago, miling was a big thing. This mm. is still the equivalent of, the, it's the metric mile, Um, We do, you know, Kelly Holmes won an Olympic title for the women. Um, Laura Muir uh, picked up a medal in the women's event yesterday. We we kind of invented middle distance running and it it sometimes takes a generation before we remind the rest of the world of that. You have to go back to Cram and Co and Ovette Mm -hmm. uh, and people like that. But every sort of 10, 20 years, somebody does pop up and it does feel like, you know, Britain can still own that distance, even if uh, it's only temporarily.
1: Um, I, You managed to uh, stay composed in, uh, in on the stadium commentary, but I don't know if you've heard Steve Cram's commentary yet. He was less yeah, composed than right. you were.
5: <laughs> well, but Steve's known Jake since mm. he... Uh, Steve, uh, his son was in the same house as Jake at school, so Steve's been watching his races since Jake was about 14. So he knows the journey that he's come on. I mean, his son used to beat Jake. Um, so it, it was almost like a family thing, really. And Sebco has been a mentor to Jake as well, and he presented the trophy so, yeah, there's lots of sort of cross-threads going back over to the previous generation of British middle-distance runners. They've, they've helped him a lot.
4: Um, obviously, you've spoken to Jake since the race. What's he up to at the moment?
5: Well, he won't be sleeping. Um, <laughs> at one stage, it looked like he might miss the medal ceremony because his flight home was booked for tomorrow night, and that was exactly the time when the medal ceremony was due to happen. Wow. Um, I, I think he'll, he'll take a bit of time to sort of come to terms with it. He won't sleep tonight, but... He's only got eight days before the Commonwealth Games so he's got to kind of refocus because he'll meet a lot of those same people again and it will take the edge off it if if they get revenge so he's kind of got to um, come back down to earth quite quickly.
1: And are you back on duty on commentary
5: duty? I am actually. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he can't. You can't escape me. It's sad for him, really.
4: You're going to sound a bit throaty.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Um. It'll be good though. A Commonwealth Games on home soil is is very special, especially for Scots. He's Scottish, and uh, that that Commonwealth Games once every four years is huge for the Celtic nations.
1: And having said some of the crowd in Eugene uh, wouldn't have known the story, they will now. So when you're next on commentary, uh, I think everybody will know the story, won't they?
5: Yeah, although this is a very knowledgeable crowd. Mm. You know, There's a few sort of walk-ups and kids and families and stuff. But on the whole, this is a place that's a bit steeped in athletics, which is why it was special to, to win a gold medal here. They knew who was who.
1: Well, uh, congratulations to uh, you and your wife, Susan, and pass on our best to Jake. Jeff, uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it.
5: Thanks very much. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Bye.
1: Jeff Bye. Whiteman, there, uh, the man on commentary duty, the father. Fantastic. You want a great effect. story? Fifteen hundred gold in uh, Eugene. What a brilliant story.
3: Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
1: Uh, You heard there we were chatting to um, Jeff earlier on about his uh, son doing an incredible job there, uh, Jake Whiteman, uh, winning the 1,500 metres. Freddie Jones won as Andy does. Talking to Jeff inspire you to watch at least the 1,500 metres at the Commonwealth Games.
4: Actually, some good things at the Commonwealth Games. The netball will be good. There are some things that are actually yeah. quite viable. There's I did cricket. tell
1: the listeners yesterday. Charlie was listening and he enjoyed your poo-pooing of everything. I said, "Well, Andy's mood is completely shaped by you, Chelsea buy or don't buy. <laughs> so you know he would love the on another day if if uh, Brozier said I'm staying for the next ten years and Kunde signs, he'll be talking up the Commonwealth Games like it's the greatest thing since sliced so bread. True. So his whole mood and his attitude to everything was shaped by that everything. on Monday.
4: It's, it shapes everything. You take I'm, it far I, too seriously. Far too yeah, seriously. Although I admit it, a lot of people take it as seriously as I do, but they don't admit it. Right? Like you, <laughs> 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 you're worried about say, Jed
1: Spence. I'm, saying, I tell, I'm not worried about Jed. Spence. I do. I do question the logic. And you know, I know. I've, look, there's been a lot of debate about it, and on the face of it, there's bigger things going on. But for Antonio Conte to say that Spence is an investment of the club, the club uh, wanted to do it. I said, OK, this player is young. But he showed he can become a good, important player for us. Why not just say uh, he's a young player who can become a good, important Why say uh, the club signed because him? Because
4: he's massively fond of distancing. That's Conte's <laughs> modus operandi. Doesn't help the player, he likes old, He likes, you know, Perisic is a Conte buy because he's a brilliant player. He's ready oven ready. Win. Oven ready, ready to win now. Jed Spence... Needs work. I think he's good. I, yeah, know, he's I really excellent. liked him for Forest. I thought he was great against the yeah. Premier League opposition. So you know but it is very conte that that's it. He just wants to win now. You'll you'll like that if it happens if you win a trophy this year.
1: Yeah.
4: But it, it you know, that's it. He likes to distance himself from anything that isn't Yeah, I don't do I don't
1: see I don't see him there in fifteen years. I don't see him doing sort of legends nights with our old no. mate crackers and uh <laughs> The, the skipper and so I, mean, I just, I just
4: you know he's
1: not going to be there for 20 lost the Spurs not, welcome
4: Antonio Conte. that would be great wouldn't it well I'm, they'll
1: book him they'll book him the boys but um, I just think you know he's, I don't think it'll be steeped in the history of the club I think you know it'll be yeah. a short sharp shock and we may well win something and it'll be exciting and I think we're all enjoying the ride and the fact that the Chairman and, and the it's owner of Lucy the I
4: think they've had the best window, really. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think it's exciting. I, I do they've got l-
1: l- players l- to go now. They're going to you're going to see a few heading out mm. about four or five before the window closes. Certainly.
4: Oh yeah, now they have a bit of a clear out, no question. Uh, uh, my new series, Football Reporters on Holiday. Oh yeah. Uh, today it's our old friend Martin Blackburn. He's in Houston. Nice. Uh, Darren he's driving Moses. the business forward. How dare you
1: <laughs> say he's on holiday?
4: <laughs> of course they are. It's yeah. the best gig, isn't it? The pre-season gig. You go somewhere exotic. You stay in lovely hotels. And really, all you've got to do is uh, a bit of press conference work. You know, it's, <laughs> odd. it's not that difficult. Oh, they're all really. going to be coming after you, Andy. Come on. They'd admit it if they were being honest.
1: Well, you know, I mean, sure. Look, it's, they're not on the bins. I'm sure they're. Tom they're, Barkley's in Seoul. They're going no, He is. Yeah, we we spoke to him from there the nice. other day. Hmm. Uh, spare a thought for uh, Sky's Michael Bridge, who is a, a Tottenham fan, and finds himself with Arsenal, yeah. touring with Arsenal. <laughs> that I wouldn't want and, to do. And the fans of uh, yeah, and I think the fans uh, the fans hunted him down. It's going I to be.
4: I think what would be great this year is if there was a, actually a title race that wasn't just the two teams. Mm. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. I think it still will be them. But I think Spurs can join the party. If Chelsea complete these transfers, they can be up there. Yeah. Arsenal look like they're going to mount a good challenge. I be nice wouldn't it if, if there were more than just the two teams but we'll see yeah i think united are looking good in pre-season I mean, it's hard to judge from pre-season but they've had all the
1: seasons gonna be hard to judge because of the world cup That's and true. how far, yeah, how far some true. teams yeah. go over no, others no. you know we're probably not going to get a clearer picture and, and probably until january and what sort of state the players come back in absolutely
4: uh, i've been reading about the actor who played the man from del monte oh he, he died <laughs> he last really? week yeah. yeah and uh he did 25 of those ads and he earned a million quid from them. No wonder he said yes. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to say no to that, are right? really. you? Million quid from five adverts. Twenty-five adverts. Twenty-five adverts. Still, I think. I think it was a worldwide campaign. Right. Yeah, I think it great. big in America. I mean, you never really saw... He's just a bloke in a
1: hat and a big suit. Did you ever really see his face? <laughs> a big hat and a suit or a hat and a big suit? I mean, I, I know he's no longer with us, but I I couldn't have... I wouldn't have spotted him in the street. <laughs> no, if, I wouldn't. I mean, in the that. suit I would have done, obviously. He a can of <laughs> <laughs> If he was wandering around in the suit with a can of pineapple, I would have said, that's the man from that's Del Monte. Bloke. But if you ask me to pick out... The man from Del Monte in a lineup. Not that he did anything wrong. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. That'd be terrible. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying he would have been in a, a, a lineup, but had he been, uh, when you're in a hole, stop digging.
4: <laughs> Unless he
1: was holding up a tin of peaches, I wouldn't have known who he, <laughs> was. Know who he was. Would you recognise?
4: Should congratulate him? Talksport head of social media there, Jamie, Jamie Sanderson. Oh yeah, uh, I was looking on LinkedIn. He's just got. Uh, was it a uh, one million subscribers for uh, for our YouTube channel? Really? And they YouTube presented him with a trophy. One Didn't of these Chelsea,
1: one of your Chelsea rants took us over the edge, <laughs> did it?
4: It, <laughs> it probably was
1: probably was one of well those. Just to the, him. It was it's, the final. It's,
4: it's been a good effort, though. Yes. Um, anything else you want to wanted? I've got an obligatory ain't? mention for Torquay. Okay, anything yeah, yeah they got beat five 0 by
1: Plymouth last I night. Know, They're I've smarting. i going to the cheer the producer up.
4: Yeah. A label from a bottle... I don't know I sound like. A label? That news we used to. A label from a bottle of Swain Brothers Extra Stout, oh, yeah. brewed in 1898 in Torquay, went for £1,098 at a Reading auction. That's a lot of money just for a label, isn't it? Well, not even the beer well it, itself. It, it is, Andy, it is. It's a lot of
1: money for a label.
4: Um,
1: I've got Neighbours news, Andy. I know you oh, love yes. Neighbours. I've um,
4: decided to not do any spoilers for next week. I'm, it's only a week to go. You might as well just let it happen do
1: you yeah. think do you think you'll cry do you think the old bottom lip will go knowing it's yeah, the th- last I scene i would be quite emotional yeah, yeah. i think,
4: I think I will. <laughs> i'll miss it you know it's been a big part of our lives really but right. you know i,
1: I mean if you'd won that lottery overnight if you won the, 191 oh, that's the million, first thing i would have done we'd bring the cast together and you would have S- put it back it. on yeah. saved it
4: yeah i'd have made it a talk sport production Maybe we could have done it as a radio thing, like the Archers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's great. That's what you would have spent your money on, yeah. yeah, yeah, I where, would, a, yeah. where they would have started. I wouldn't have
4: 195 million. I could have afforded it. Yeah, I think it was about five. I remember that. I think it was about five million a year. Oh, did would, you look into it then? Yeah, <laughs> well, in case <laughs> I won. To get, trying to work the budget out. Anyway, I, I mention this because there is a. Football. At least I get a part in it if I, if I paid
1: for it. Oh, you'd put yourself in. You're the world's worst actor, though. I Andy. Know, but I'd
4: just be a rabbi hitting Lassiter's.
1: Okay. <laughs> what role world. would you have?
4: Well, that's it.
1: Okay, well, what the what in-house rabbi at, at, <laughs> yeah, at Lassiter's I in so. in Erinsburg. Yeah, okay, Why fair not? enough. Okay, in Didn't the background, I, you know. That's the yeah. sort of thing. Well, I think you, I think you'd stand out. <laughs> it's quite hard as an extra, isn't it? I'd completely dressed as a rabbi, not to stand I out. I know Derek Pringle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you're not. You need to be listening an hour ago. It was in chariots of fire, in case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, the neighbours set visit. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United players were going to the neighbours set.
4: Oh, I thought it was a bit off of Ten Hag, I think. Ten
1: Hag has he decided, he, he, he poo-pooed it, he cancelled it. He wanted them to concentrate on their football. I thought
4: that's the first danger sign I've noticed. Up to now, I've, I've been I quite I thought it'd impressive. be neighbours
1: related. No, I knew he'd be no good at United <laughs> when he didn't let them go on the neighbours tour. I'm a
4: big fan of treating grown men in that way. I mean, what harm would it have been if they'd gone to see... Presumably they'd trained very hard that day. What's wrong with it? If Bouncer had one yeah. of them. He wouldn't have done. <laughs> Uh, what about oh, no. that?
1: can to have a tetanus? Imagine that, Anthony Marshall. With it. It's last thing he needs—a tetanus, isn't it? Bouncer goes through him. gone. He's not. He's not still about, is he? I bouncer. Think
4: he is now. I think he's gone.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Enough>. <laughs> Two different stories. Um, yeah.
4: I think we need to move on. Bill's he died. Yawning he like died that. Yeah, I can't blame him. I can't
1: blame him. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Um, you you have been telling us you wanted to uh, yeah repeat offenders um, because Alan St Maximin keeps parking his car outside the front of the training ground even though it's a no parking sign we've told Eddie our to get a uh, 30 quid clamp on eBay. Clamp him. Every time he does it, scra- scratch scratches al- alloys. That'll soon I stop. What you're
4: say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Stand there scratching your alloys. Uh, Damien from Warrington says, uh, I'm a repeat offender at home. I forget to take the bin out every week. I leave the lights on. I- I'm not changing the empty toilet roll off the whole day. He's, I felt that's all he said. He just wanted to get it off his
4: chest. That would be quite annoying.
1: I do pest partner. control checks in a car park every month. There's a company there that hate the fact I've got the code to their car park given to me by the landlord and I know they hate my pest van so I always uh, park right outside their window to block out the light in their office says Tony thank you very (laughs) much for that Tony my missus works in a primary school which I won't disclose but there's a repeat offender there who's been told by the groundskeeper who we're calling Willie not to park (laughs) in certain spaces as they're not as if for the part-time staff who turn up later but she keeps parking there uh, it's winding the grounds, keep her up. Uh, my view on it is she's a show off because she's got a new Tesla, she parks right outside the front so the headmaster can see it. I feel the headmaster should ban parking <laughs> and blame, blame it <laughs> on the jumped up Tesla. There, this is someone, this is someone getting a
3: bit off their chest. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
0: United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop
0: for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable
3: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: Making a welcome return to the studio, talk a bit of Leeds, tell us about his uh, tour and more, Is uh, comedian Rob Alton. Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, how are you doing? Lovely to see you. It's a beautiful uh, illustration, the the kind of illustration, the tour poster, I'm guessing. is longer oh, yeah. beard though. Yeah, yeah a bit of a longer beard. Yeah. Nice. They've put about ten years on you. Yeah,
2: but... that was me, I did that.
1: Really? Is that- oh wow! Is
2: well, it- underneath as well. So we're talking about my tour poster here. Yeah, oh, that's um, good. Yeah, I um it. I put a call out to some of the, on Facebook and all the other uh, social medias that I'm on, I am on to mm. um all the people who have ever come to see me, and I said, if you want to be on the poster for the crowd show, then send me a photo, and I'll ah. draw you. So ah. I put them on there. So You've that was it. nice. A shirt, it's
4: brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs>
1: yeah, it does. It's a shirt of your many and followers. Faces, yeah. it, it's. <laughs> <laughs> That, but that the lad at the top there with the hat on looks might bit, have been just a plain white on, t-shirt. That's my dad. That's my dad. I really? them, yeah, yeah. That looks a bit. He looks a bit like Big Jack Charm there, Rob. Well, maybe. there he is. No, yeah.
2: he actually looks a lot like um Howard Wilkinson. Actually. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so what a great thing for uh, for people who love your work to find themselves uh, on the posters. Is anybody else? There's looks like uh, but Ed Sheeran, one of the people on there. I take it, it wasn't it? No, was it? No. No, 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 no. That
2: was one. Yeah. Well, I think Mark Watson has been to my shows and he said, oh, can my son be on the poster? So <laughs> yeah. no, he's on there.
1: Brilliant. So what's the, what's the is, is there a, a, a theme to the show? It's crowds, yeah. Oh, okay. It's about well, crowds. It's yeah. called the
2: Crowd Show this year. So ah. I've, I've spoken about this before, but I, I do um, on here, mm. I've, uh, I do a show every year on a specific theme. Yeah. So first year I did a show all about the colour yellow, called the Yellow Show. Then I did a show all about the sky, called the Sky Show then faces, then water, then yeah. sleeping, and on on like that. Mm. So basically every year I just pick a theme that I want to explore and go off on one about. And um, 2019 I did a show all about time called The Time Show you know and it's just things that I, I like thinking about so for example on my smartphone I really like looking at the calendar and you know if you go into a smartphone you can get the grid of dates up on the calendar and yeah. you well it, you can scroll hundreds and hundreds of years into the future right <laughs> and see where the days are going to land and I was looking at the year 2136 and I saw that my birthday is going to be on a Monday oh, and I thought uh, I'll, good, pro- yeah. I like I'll probably have to do something like <laughs> on a Saturday you know so it's just, just things like that really and try, I just try mine um, subjects for ideas. So yeah. this one's all about crowds. And I actually had the idea for the crowd show in 2019 and I started writing it and I thought I'll go to Edinburgh and do a show about crowds in the August of 2020 and it uh, didn't uh, happen. Uh, <laughs> but um, but um, I've... Uh, what fascinates you about crowds in, I mean, doing live performance, mm. a, a lot of... That's the dynamic of a crowd. Is what, it, it's just so... Just, yeah. I mean I'd love to say I, I enjoy I do want, I enjoy the unpredictability of a crowd. Hmm. I mean a spontaneous meeting of these people who've never met each other a lot of them have never met each other before. Yeah. And the energy that um sometimes comes into a, comes into a room and sometimes it doesn't come into a room and it's just it i mean it keeps me on my toes and I, so i want to talk about crowds in a way of how i feel about crowds and things like that but with the the, the structure from the show came from i got married in may yeah. okay and um i thought all oh, right before that i thought i'm going to have to do a, i'm going to have to do a speech at the wedding and i thought well i've 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 done um speaking to the general public, but Mm. never to, like, friends and family and loved ones. Now, I say friends and family and loved ones. There is a bit of crossover in those groups, you know. (laughs) But um, anyway, I thought, I don't want to mess this speech up, so I typed tips when speaking to a crowd into Google, Mm -hmm. and it gave me the uh, framework for the show. So, for example... tip number one yeah. remember to speak clearly and to project your voice microphones are helpful not magic well I take it the author of the article has never seen the film Magic Mike <laughs> that's true that's uh, yes, there you go
1: I suppose yeah, yeah the dynamic I suppose in a room you must witness it you must see all of that in play you get like the alpha who maybe gives you a bit of the, the heckler that people think yeah, is quite yeah, yeah. funny initially but they really they've come to see you not him then yeah. they all turn on him yeah. you know and, and, uh, that must be a, a you, you can kind of see what's going on with a group of people from, from your vantage point 100% yeah and um,
2: that that does happen where you do get people in crowds who really 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 want to be part of the show mm. so you've got to give them a little bit of airtime and hope that they calm down yeah <laughs> give them a biscuit them and, um, a biscuit, down, have a biscuit it's, pretty, it's pretty much like that a yeah. word based biscuit you know <laughs> you go okay yeah now you calm down there it? Down, but down, it, down. it is Play it's down. like spinning plates yeah and you've got to keep the eye contact going mm. with the with the people and just try and check in with them and see if mm. they're okay yeah and um and just keep these space plates spinning until the end of the mm. show and um but i mean it, um, it's not like sporting events going mm. going to the theater is it it's not it's a completely different thing and it's like if you you know if say if someone went to the theatre and it was like to be or not to be and someone went yeah come on I love that you know (laughs) like shh oh sorry sorry it's just that normally I go to the football and I love that line that line's the equivalent of a crossbar and in volley Tony Oboa from outside the box you know (laughs) and then you know
1: but
4: I don't know. It's all that it, to the Frank, show though, didn't it? Sorry? that happened to Frank uh, when he was, he was in doing art. art. Yeah, when well, he was doing
1: yeah. art, the West Brom fans would turn up. And uh, <laughs> we've mentioned it before. He does this very long sort of soliloquy, about a minute and a bit. And he normally gets a round of applause when, yeah. the, when the character in art does that. It's a yeah. kind of panicked thing. And this voice went. Come on, Frank. <laughs> uh, so you know you, you, a bit of football does go into the theatre, but I you probably wouldn't want that, would you? At the end of to be or not to be.
2: No, 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 no.
1: Have you have you touched on sports crowds and mm. football crowds within it? Totally. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: I was one time I was at a football match and it was such a dull game that the crowd started chanting, "Let's pretend, let's pretend, let's pretend, let's pretend we've scored a goal." And they were all like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that <laughs> chant? Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I love day. it. It's, I think it's one of the best ones. Yeah. But then I. go into the show and say let's pretend let's pretend let's pretend he's told a joke and then they all go ha ha
1: ha.
2: (laughs) I don't don't know if I'm going to be able to put myself through that every day in Edinburgh but I'm looking forward to it but my main thing that I love about doing shows at the Edinburgh Festival is the process of writing the show Mm. so just being able to walk around you know have an idea and then write it down and try to build on that idea and I type all my ideas down and then write them out by hand and then writing them out by hand on bits of A4 paper makes you realise what you've written and then you build on that more and then, but the Edinburgh Festival is such a brilliant test. Mm. It's like boot camp up there for <laughs> performers. It's just fantastic because yeah. you're doing it's it.
4: It's grueling, e- isn't
2: it? It's grueling. Yeah, you do it every day, so it's if you have a really good one or a really bad one. It's not long until your next one. So, mm. It's
1: like football, you know. When we need to get over this weekend, the three nil thing. We've got a game Wednesday, which is good news. Mm. It's a bit like that, isn't
4: it? <laughs> totally,
2: hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but no, I can't wait to get back up there. Yeah, mm, fantastic.
4: And, and I think the audience will be right up for it. You know, three years since the last proper Edinburgh. I think you know people. Expected to be very crowded. Are you noticing that now? Going really back entusiasm-
1: doing live stuff. Yeah, I mean, i You probably felt that already in the room, haven't you? People are enjoying getting out again.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I did. I did a show at uh, Brighton Comedia on Saturday, and um, I was just doing twenty minutes, but it was it was full. There was about two hundred people there, and uh, it was electric. You know, there was about four or five stag dudes in there. Mm. Got one of the stags up on stage, and it was just so much fun. Yeah, and. You know, there's bits in the show about people. I remember seeing on the news a lady said, "People get together, and that's just what life's about." You know, who's who said that? A lady out talking about a local pub just outside Manchester. But oh. it's um the community that comes together in those um, yeah. spaces. I think that people um are going to be bringing their A game, hopefully.
1: Um on, on to Leeds we were just saying our man in Spain earlier on it would have been painful for the Leeds fans to watch old Rafinha turning up at bar uh, making mm. two and scoring a goal he looked rather good in his first game mm. how are you feeling about next season? Well I really liked it when Je- Jesse
2: Mosh I think that just the enthusiasm mm. I well, you,
5: can't it, for, I found, you can't fault I found it, that. I found it really infectious
2: mm. and obviously it was sad to see Bielsa go but um I think that I like it when people prove people wrong as well. And he just seems like a guy who seems to, who's going to work really, really hard and um, give it his best and um, seem to have made some good uh, signings. And I think with Rafinha going, I think that he signed off really well by being in the crowd on that last game of the season. yeah. Yeah, Calvin Phillips is a
4: miss too
1: yeah oh, 100% yeah. yeah but you know i don't think missed after know. last season didn't he? i mean that was you know I mean, I mean kind of almost cushioned the blow you I mean, were kind they did of used well to not being out. there i was
4: there that day and, and were you they, yeah yeah they played to the well brentford game yeah. leeds brentford game and uh, i thought leeds did well but i did feel at the end of it that it's going to be a struggle next season but we'll see yeah exactly yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, see. we'll see so um rob where, where you just remind us where you're playing
1: at the festival.
2: I'm going to be on at uh, Assembly George Square in mm. a place called The Blue Room every day at 2.50. Nice. And uh, that's every day from, uh, I think, the 3rd to about the 30th. And then after that, I'm going on a nationwide tour.
1: Fantastic. Um, yeah and uh, it's all at Rob Orton um, roborton.co.uk yeah A-U-T-O-N and uh, you've got you've got a warm up gig tonight haven't you in in London if people are about yes
2: I'm on at 2 North Down tonight in Kings Cross okay so if anyone wants to come along to that I'll be uh, doing my show there yeah is this a work in progress on your Edinburgh show work in progress on my Edinburgh show
1: fantastic well lovely to see you again best of luck in Edinburgh and with the tour and uh, we'll catch up with you you know that during the season thanks very much for joining us thanks
3: very much for having me the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Cast.
4: Can I wish a very, very happy birthday to Sooty, of Sooty and Swoop. He's 74 today, he looks good, doesn't we get he, for him his on? age? It, it's uh, tough. He, he doesn't tremendous.
1: do a lot of radio, does he? <laughs> is that, he's 74. He is. He's not, he's not aged at all, is
4: he? No. True, it looks tremendous.
1: I mean, people ever tried that term, made him a bit grey? Well, that's the trouble. He sweeps grey, isn't he? Sweeps grey. Maybe he sweeps about 80. Maybe he's like a sort of Benjamin Button. He'll start going backwards and then become yellow, quite possibly.
4: What can you do? Mm. I read a a quite fascinating story, but I was telling you this morning, it was a bit dry. It was about uh, problems of cricket ball manufacture in Britain.
1: Well, I'll tell you what,
4: don't touch that dial. I did suggest it as a guess, but then even I thought, that's a bit too dry, isn't it? That could be a bit dry. Yeah, yeah. apparently the uh unesco convention for safeguarding of intangible cultural heritage are worried about the fact that uh there are no cricket balls being manufactured in britain at the moment which is quite sad really i mean it is. it's mad what well, dukes goes because I mean, immigration rules change government regulations change they used to bring in uh, indian workers to make the balls over here mm. now they they basically start with the balls over here they get Sent out to India, they're worked on, and then they come back to England and then they're finished over here. No wonder they've been in rubbish this season. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the reason, but uh, yeah, so anyway, I thought I'd mention it. Okay. Well, not thanks, most thanks exciting things for thing that. For that Andy. I, I think that needed was... a music bed, <laughs> needed a dramatic music bed, maybe just to I could have had a chat just with the Ukraine um... cricket authorities on yeah, that. Yeah, one. <laughs> it <laughs> it certainly could have done. <laughs> Um, and, uh, anything yeah. else maybe a touch lighter <laughs> well there was a warning at the cricket yesterday on the scoreboard it said sun safety don't get caught out you think it's a bit late now isn't it? it's still in the middle of a don't morning. get caught out <laughs> don't get caught out oh, okay. you know, without no, water was and idea, sun cream I suppose fair enough yeah, yeah fair enough really that's about it that's, that's it thing. that's yeah, all you've well, got is it? It. i've done it i've done the a lot now you really you've 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 rung the very last <laughs> we really even last come to, you knew
1: you're in trouble when you broke the uh, you broke the <laughs> glass and did cricket ball manufacturing in england yeah, it's like one of those shorts you get at the pictures when you were a kid you go and see the main feature and instead of having a b movie they have a little 10 minute film about you know, cricket at, ball manufacturing in england life yeah that kind of thing but it anyway it, uh, thank goodness we never got around to it <laughs> So, uh, still to come, we'll continue to build up to uh, tonight's game. Um, Adrian Darren will be joining us from the Amex ahead uh, of the match between England and Spain. And yeah, well, you can keep your emails, texts, tweets, etc., coming. We did ask you off the back of the story about Alan St. Maximum being. Ticked off, been told off by uh, Eddie Howe about parking outside the front gates of the training ground in his supercar. I don't know what the details of it are, but he has a supercar and he parks it right outside the front door of the Toons training ground, even though there's a no parking sign there. So he is a repeat offender. So you've been giving us your, re- your repeat offender tales. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon show. Uh, we'll do it all again. So I'm with Max tomorrow, aren't I? I know, this yeah. This is my last show of the week because I won't be here Friday. No, You'll be with Max, Max on Friday. Friday, yeah. I'll be here tomorrow with Max Rushton um, and we'll have a birthday spread for you amongst other things. Do hope you can join us from one. If not, podcast will be available at around four.
3: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.